for single payments, open banking has really kind of landed on its feet and it works incredibly well, especially for business to business payments. So we're trying to make that as convenient as possible. Now, where it gets interesting is the recurring payment methods, the go card list. Go card list is an awesome product. You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers podcast. Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood and we're here with Max Tapsell from Cresco. Hi everyone. Um, I just, um, Joe, do you know, I don't know about you, we had a really early start this morning and I feel completely jet lagged. I don't know about you, how are you doing? I am so jet lagged and I think it's because it's the second week on the trot that we've done it. So last week was a bit of a novelty and I was like, oh my goodness, I've had it added an extra like four hours to my day. This is amazing. And today I'm just like, I don't know if I can think anymore. <laughs> it's a completely different experience this week. <laughs> We were on um, Accountex Sydney this morning and um, we, we did a bit of a trial. I suppose it was like the pre-meet, wasn't it, last week? And then the, at the actual webinar was this morning. It was lovely, actually, because there were like people that we know in the group who were there watching, which was lovely to see in the comments. Um, but I'll, I'll be honest, at 5 a.m. this morning, I didn't know who I was or what I do for a living. <laughs> Especially they've been up for a while as well, so... Oh, they, were, they were going, yeah, yeah. They were like, "Oh, let's all go for a beer," and I'm like, <laughs> "I need coffee. I need coffee." <laughs> yeah, no, it, was good. it was good fun, and I do think it because last week it was the pre-meet. We were just like having little discussions, but obviously we had to be on like show mode at five a.m. this morning, which was a very different experience. And obviously, you want to give it your all, and you're thinking your best, like, how can I add the most value? So yeah, by six a.m., I was really tired. <laughs> Oh, but we're like, we are ready to go today for the podcast. And um, hi, everyone who's watching. I can see Libby here in the chat. Hi, Libby. Um, hi, Libby. So Max is here from Cresco. We wanted to have a chat about payments and open banking. And I think there are going to be lots of things that come up today where we kind of need to go back to basics and um, really yeah. just to sort of get our understanding. But Max, do you want to start by telling us a bit about like your background and what you do at Cresco? Please. Yeah, sure. Um so thanks for having us. Uh, I mean, it's great to, to jump on these. And as I said, I think the the aspect of open banking and payments, there's a lot of talk about it. So it's always good to, to jump on these to, to kind of educate a little bit more. But um, yeah, so I'm pretty much the head of sales here at, at Cresco. Um, I've been at Cresco for just over two years now. Uh, and I was previously at Dext. So I was at the right at the beginning of, of Dext um, where bookkeeping automation was starting to become a thing. Um, and now I feel like, uh, and basically I had all these conversations with bookkeepers, but now I feel like I've joined the payment automation side and we've gone back to square, well, basically zero uh, again on, on, on the payment side where what does payments mean? How can I kind of put it into my clients and how can I save funds uh, or money on, on the processing fees? What are the alternative methods? And those are kind of the discussions that we've been having a lot. Um, 
we're more so on the educational piece than than selling at the moment which is which is always nice and I prefer that way as well absolutely absolutely and I think it's one of these things me and Zoe and a lot of our community go to events we go to conferences and we see these stands and we see these names that are maybe new and they may mention payments and we think oh we know what that means but I'm going to put my hands up Max and say I don't really understand it I have tried you know, my team, uh, we're starting to implement some of this software. And it's very much like, like recently I had this epiphany that I thought I knew zero until I went on a training and I, yeah. I'm using a tiny bit of zero. There is a lot more to, so I think we, we think we understand it, but today I really want to go back to real basics and start yeah. at the beginning and fig- figure out. So I know this all kind of stemmed from the fact that we have now have open banking, but yeah. what does open banking even mean? Yes, definitely. So, yeah, so Cresco, we're an open banking payment provider as such, but that's all glorious and, and great. But what it, what is open banking? So open banking uh, was a regulation put in um, a few years back by every single bank, which basically means they have to share the financial information and not only be the only owners of the information that is in your bank account. So you have right of access to your financial information, which is all great. Everybody probably started using open banking without knowing the term when they started putting zero feeds in. Essentially, that's what you call, there's two different terms, there's AIS, PIS. AIS is pretty much, I can jump into my bank account, pull through all the information and look at it without doing anything. So that's what your zero bank feed is doing, is hoping you, helping you reconcile um, on the feed. And it takes some time to refresh because you're putting each time you're pulling through all the information that's in your bank account. And this goes back seven years. So it's quite a lot. Um, and that's why it can take some time to refresh. There's also other apps out there. I don't know if you guys are using it like Plum, um, Nutmeg do this as well, but other people that help you budget. So this is more for personal use, but also for business uses is what am I spending my money on? Like, is it picking up Tesco? Is it picking up Pret? Do I categorize it in a certain way? And then it kind of allows you to automate your forecast and your budget, depending on what you've previously been done. So that's a use case for open banking as well. And that's what we call AIS. Now we sit in the section that is called PIS, is basically a payment institution service provider, is we can initiate payments from your bank account. That doesn't mean we have full access to your bank account. We're just a messaging service. So we we essentially sit in the middle between two banks, if I put it like this, and then the two banks sit here. We send one message to one bank saying, hey, Joe is requesting 250 pounds. Zoe, do you authorize this payment? Zoe, who's the owner of the bank account, says yes. We then send the message of 250 pound, Joe's account number sort code, please send this payment. And then that pings it straight from one bank to the other bank. So essentially, we're using uh, the the bank rails as such, as what we call the payment rails, so the faster payment network, to send one money, one payment from this bank to another bank. So we don't actually hold any money. So it's incredibly secure as well in terms of a of a payment method, as we don't handle money, which is different to card payments which we can go on to after because that's where it gets a little bit more complicated and other providers. Um, so all of your payments are behind bank security. Like that's why you've got a face ID. That's why you have to authenticate on your online banking. And we can't do anything that you don't authorize, which is very cool. Um, and same again. So it's a lot, it's a lot more secure for 
you can't do any fishing. So, because you can't obviously charge a card, you can charge a card, but you can't charge a bank directly. You have to authorize each payment that's going out of your bank account unless pre-authorized uh, beforehand. And we have an upper limit of a million pounds. So even that's the ideal is like open banking will help with mortgage payments with um, even larger business bill payments is because when you're sending 10 to 20 grand, you're kind of worried or for bookkeepers and accountants, it's like if my client wants to pay an annual upfront fee, if I'm just sending them account number and sort code via email, what happens if they get one digit wrong, right? And how many times do you check? I'm where am I sending this? Have I got? Oh yeah, exactly. A long time ago, a really long time ago, I used to work in treasury and we would have people double check and double check the numbers yeah. because exactly that, like that's, I, that is so stressful. Yeah. And I, I know like anything where you're moving something into a savings account, is that the yeah. right number? Is that the right thing? Um, so just to, for like clarity, because I think that was a really great yeah. explanation and I feel so much clearer straight away yeah. about those two differences and I can picture where those kind of apps are. So there are some, so when you're talking about like requesting a payment from someone. Yes. Um, so I suppose in a business sense, this is someone has raised an, I've raised an invoice perhaps, and I'm requesting a payment from a client. Yeah. And they then have to approve that, yes, that payment can go. And then that money will get transferred to my account. Is that how it works? Exactly. And it gets transferred instantly as well. So that's what's quite cool, especially in the UK, is because open banking, well, the payment network, which is linked to open banking and what we do is the fast payment network. And that's been for, for 10 years now, there's, there's, there's networks in, in Europe and in other countries that are a lot slower, but we're lucky enough to have fast payment networks, which is 95% instant, 5% can take up to 20 minutes and that can do a million pounds. Like it's in some countries, it will take two to three days for funds from move to one account to another account. And we're lucky enough that, people can initiate payments and you get paid straight away, which is really cool. So just to understand, Cresco yeah. can help with getting money from our clients. So as bookkeepers, we can get money from our clients and yeah. get them to pay us faster payments on the day at that point. Yeah. We can also help our clients. So and, and we can help our clients to get money in, but we can also help them pay their suppliers and our suppliers as well through this as well. Correct. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. So we have a new product, which is the accounts payable product. So we've got our accounts receivable product, to put it in accounting terms, is I send out an invoice via zero, which is exactly the same as if you had a Stripe or a Go Cardless link to your invoice. You've got that nice pay now button that your clients can see. They can click on us. It will show up a page and say, hey, here's Joe's details for the amount that they're requesting. Authorized, takes you to your bank account, face ID, payment done. Marks it as reconciled and the invoice is paid. Beauty about it, it's completely free on the accounts receivable side. We'll go on to onto that afterwards. The accounts payable side now is we sync to the zeros, the QuickBooks, your payroll software providers. We pull through all that information. So say for example, we're doing payroll at the end of the month because it's, it's probably the topic of this week. Um, I've got 10 supply or 10 employees that I need to pay. Here are their bank details. Here's the amount that I'm paying them. I can put that into what we call a batch payment. So one authentication in the bank that does 10 payments at the same time. So I only need to then authorize it once in my bank and the bank will do the rest of splitting it into 10 different accounts and send it straight to them. Now that's what we call open banking payments. And then there's other service providers out there which work 
just as well. It's just there's different advantages and disadvantages to it. There's um, the likes of Libio and, and Telaru that use a wallet system. Um, and then you just have your standard kind of PayPal, um, Stripe, I, th I think, start to do payments. But they use a card network, so it's a little bit more expensive as well. Is it okay, Max, to explain the difference here? Because um, I suppose when it comes, to, you can really probably see me and Joe, like if you're watching this on the video, you can see how much we're concentrating today on this. Like it's just making sure like really clear um, because it's new, isn't it? And I think this yes. is one of the things like this is just new and this is something that's changed and that will be around and we now need to understand this is how this works. And um, Absolutely. So yeah. see our little brains ticking over. But um, one of the, so one thing I'd really like to understand is, you know, traditionally we might expect to make a payment so if we think about how we would pay an invoice, for example, mm. we might pay it by a card payment online yeah. potentially or yeah. phone up someone and make a payment over the phone. Or we might do a bank transfer, log into online banking and do that. Yeah. Send a check. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> jokes. Um, or, um, or we might have a direct debit set up. Um, yes. And that was the, that's the way we used to make payments. And we still are probably a lot. And in our practices, are we're probably using direct debit for a lot of things. Um, what's the... Why would we bring this method of payment into the mix now? And does it yeah. replace some of the other methods we're using, like, for example, direct debit? Yeah. So there's two sides of this. And this is more so for, I want to say, the bookkeepers receiving uh, money. So I'm, I'm going to split it into two. So there's the accounts receivable side. So that's more so I'm a business owner. So you guys, your practices, you're billing your clients at the end of the month. Um, uh, annual upfront, however you bill. The typical traditional methods that pretty much a lot of people use is, as you said, is you either put your bank details on that invoice, you use Stripe, or you use GoCardless. Pretty much. Now, the Stripe and GoCardless, so it breaks them down into three. Bank transfers, really easy to do, completely free to use, which is great for whoever's receiving the money. However, there is some risks of what happens if I get one digit wrong. Then, and that also means that I have to log into my bank account every month and then put in the payment, type in the digits, and send it manually. It's quite long, and you can get pushed for it. Stripe it runs on the card payment network, same as PayPal. So they've been going for what? 70, 80 years, uh, massive companies. However, the card payment networks, the way that they're structured now is you have Visa, MasterCard, you have card issuers, you have the bank, you have the fraud prevention. So there's loads of different layers that a card payment has to go through. That's why card payments are getting more and more expensive. Uh, I don't know if anybody probably is, who's listening, if they're using Stripe, they've probably been notified by Stripe in the last three weeks that they're moving their fees from 1.5% to 1.9% plus the 20p is because all the issuers and everybody, all the middlemen are stuck. For single payments, open banking has really kind of landed on its feet and it works incredibly well, especially for business to business payments. So we're trying to make that as convenient as possible. Now where it gets interesting is the recurring payment methods, the go card list. Go card list is an awesome product. It hurts quite a lot, especially if you're processing fees. I mean, we've we've brought on some SMEs, and I was actually going through this um, this morning. Is some of our top users are, are processing nearly five hundred thousand um, pounds a year. They were on Stripe. They saved close to nine thousand pounds a year just by swapping from a Stripe to 
an online banking method. It's because our fees are completely zero because we have no middlemen. As I said, we just send a message. So think of it like WhatsApp is WhatsApp came in and said, we'll use the internet to send in, uh, messages. So is there a point of sending a text message using Vodafone? No, not really. So that's where we kind of sit in, um, which is great. So for single payments, open banking has really kind of landed on its feet and it works incredibly well, especially for business to business payments. So we're trying to make that as convenient as possible. Now where it gets interesting is the recurring payment methods. Now the GoCardless. GoCardless is an awesome product. No denying about it. It works incredibly well. It, works, it runs on the direct debit scheme. Um, which allows you to change, as you know, your fees because you already have the mandate set up. Because it runs on the bank, it's typically a little bit less expensive, around the 1% plus the 20p each time, which is still kind of expensive. Now, where open banking is slightly catching up, there's two phases to this. Open banking can initiate a uh, basically a message to set up what we call uh, set up a standing order within the account. So for example, if um, when we speak to bookkeepers and accountants, they have, I don't know, 60% of their clients that are on the same fee every single month. And because that's decided before in their proposal, if they're using Go proposal and so on, and they don't change that, they maybe potentially change it when they're doing the review of fees, but that can happen in person. So it's not too bad if you had to change a standing order. So what we can do is initiate, we can create a payment link and this can be done within the Cresco app that you can just send to your client saying, hey, here's your proposal for the year. Um, it's going to be £150 a month and it's set up for 12 months. They click on it once and we will automatically set up in their bank account the £150 to go out over the next 12 months, every single month on the chosen date, which is super cool. And that um, is also completely free to use because we only initiating a payment, well, a message once. Um, and not pulling through afterwards. Uh, that is really cool. That yeah. is really cool because there's a couple of things there why that's really cool is because Go Cardless, like you say, is an amazing product, but it's costing money. Mm. And also our um, all of our clients are charged on the first of the month. The invoice goes out and we yeah. give them seven days to pay. I yeah. never get paid until the 12th. Yeah, month. exactly. So that's you know, that's a lot of extra time that they have my money um, and I don't have it. And I obviously, we do the bookkeeping, so we know it leaves their account on the 7th or 8th. Yeah. So yeah. it's in that ether where we are not benefiting from that and yeah. um, and our cash flow suffers from it. So to not have the charge, but I, I was thinking, how is this going to happen? So you're kind of creating like a standing, I'm learning so much. So you've got the yeah, card, yeah. Card, card payment yeah. network. Yeah. You've got the open banking network, and then you said the uh, the faster payments. So faster yeah, so payments. open banking and faster payment is very similar because it's on the banking network. Yeah, and then you said there was another one as well. There was a third one. Direct, direct bit. What's the? Oh, direct? So your direct debit network oh, is, debit is network. different. Yeah, because it's a bank mandate. Yeah. Do you know what? It's, I know this is really silly, but this has really helped me understand so much because I've always thought, you know, we've always said, oh, it's so easy for people to pay by Stripe, but it's really expensive. But why is it really expensive? And now I'm understanding, like, yeah. you know, you've got these cards that are involved and obviously you've got like MasterCard and Visa and they're going to want to take their cut. Yeah. Whereas when you're going bank to bank is less middlemen. And I'm imagining these tracks that you said and all of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really, really helping. Okay, so so it 
is it possible now for us to set up this kind of standing order thing or is it something coming up in the future? No, so the standing order, so we have a fix. So that's why I was, uh, um, because there's two phases to it. So because open banking is relatively new, especially for payments, it's like it's probably a year and a half old. So it works incredibly well for single payments. You can do it up to a million pounds instantly and I get it in my bank account straight away. The recurring payment method is because we're initiating the standing order. We can do that now. So there is certain banks that allow us to send this message to them and there's some that don't. Most of the banks do allow us to send this message for standing orders. The only one, the annoying one that we do talk about a lot with our customers uh, is Starlink. So you can receive money into Starlink, which is great. But if your client is using Starlink, they won't be able to click on the link that we've sent them. So it's really frustrating for us. Um, we've, we work very closely with the banks because we want it to be a, a, as tight as possible. And we always raise. And I'm sure, I mean, Libby was on our live chat this morning, as she probably <laughs> uh, quote. So our, our, our support team is incredibly good for that. But it's just that, because it's so new, there's some limitations to the banks that haven't implemented all the ins and outs of it. And it's just, it's on a bank by bank basis that they agree at what point they will join. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's where it's a little bit annoying. Open banking is mandated by the government. However, and there's something called OBIE, which is the board that controls the banks and keeps them regulated. Uh, However, every single bank does it a little bit to how they want it to happen. Um, so they say they've got it, but at the same time, they're like, oh, it's in development and it doesn't, the fixed structure is to have access to your account. So you, the open banking regulations, but that doesn't mean that they have to be a payment service provider or allow us to initiate payments. So there is certain downfalls to that. And I'll get onto to the accounts payable, on the accounts payable side, especially for bulk payments. Um, but for the standing order aspect is, yes, if you have most of your clients that are not on Starling, then you can pretty much cut 1% or you can save 1% on every single fee that's coming in. The only caveat to it, it has to be a fixed amount every single month. So that's where if you are reviewing your fees or you're doing monthly bookkeeping and then the fees may vary every single month or go up and down, then being honest, go card list is probably the best for you because you can change the mandate or you can change the amount that you're putting through each time. But if you know you're on a fixed retainer every month, then we've got people that have been switching over when they're signing up their new clients through onto Cresco because it's just one payment link. They initiate it and they just get the funds on the same day that they set the payment link up for. So if it's on the first of every single month, Joe, you'll get paid on the first of every single month at midnight. That does sound that does sound very good. We have got quite a few questions in the chat box. Oh, right. Shall we should we go through some of these? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question before we yeah. go to questions? Um so we've been talking a lot about the cost of payment providers and how it is free to use Cresco because of the way that it is set up. How is it? How does Cresco make a living? Like, how do you get paid? Because, yeah, it's good. I wouldn't be here otherwise, right? <laughs> um, it's it's a very good question. So essentially, um, we uh, accounts receivable. So our founder Ralph uh, had a strong believing that accounts receivable, so payments to a business, will always go to zero. It happened for text messages. It happened for loads of other things. Twitter, Facebook. Think about uh, even Slack. 
Slack is completely free to use if you want it to be. So payments have become a highly commoditized market. Um, and with the new methods that we have, like open banking, it costs us close to nothing to initiate these payments for our customers. So we were just like, cut to the chase, just give it out for free. We get loads of happy customers and hopefully people are understanding a little bit more about open banking. Now that's all great, but um, a business can't run on, on a free product. We then have our bulk payments, so the accounts payable, uh, payments, automation, payroll, which is a billable add-on. So that allows you to bulk pay your suppliers. That's priced at um, 20 pounds if a company came to us directly, but we do it cheaper. So 15 pounds for unlimited payments, as much as you want per organization for accounting and bookkeeping partners um, on a monthly basis. And we also have um, international payments. So when you look at your, you can pay us a subscription every single month for bulk payments, international payments, a lot of clients and receiving money from America or sending payments to Europe are incredibly expensive through your bank account. And this is another section that we can go on to is because when you're using a bank network, they had full authority on what's going out. So they're charging typically between three and 5% on every single payment that they're sending. Another use case is we had a, a client using Barclays to send, uh, they're a Canadian business based in the UK. So every month they send money back to their Canadian entity uh, because that's where their headquarters are. We did a first payment with them. Uh, we saved them eight and a half thousand pounds on one transaction because, because we're cutting out again, all the middlemen and people that have had full authority on, on the network we've dropped from three to 5% to 0.25% or 0.35%. So think about your, your wise and, and so on. That's where they did incredibly well. Wise is built for B2C. However, we've taken a full on focus to B2B. So we take a small piece of the pie um, on international payments. And that's what kind of keeps us going. And also the SAS fees. So the recurring fees of, of accountants and the, but hopefully saving you enough time to, to justify that, obviously. Wow, I can see Zoe is getting ready to bring forward some of these questions from uh, the chat. Um, and there, I mean, I do love this one from Stephanie. You know, I love Cresco. She loves it. <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> and I know that um, Libby, yeah, Libby did say that she has been on and your support team are amazing, which is really, really lovely. So, yeah, Zoe, do you want to start with the questions? Yeah, so there were a few questions about um, bulk payments and one of them specifically about payment runs. So somebody says, how about payment payroll runs, sorry, processing 10 payments to employees? Can you send something so it's authorized in one go? Absolutely. Exactly. So that's the, the what we've just recently released with, with the accounts payable, which, uh, with international payments as well, which is super cool. So essentially what that allows you to do is think of all the bills are waiting to be paid or all your payroll that needs to be paid and you processed it. There's a, before now and also with the likes of Teleroo, you had to download a CSV file, send it to your client. Your client then had to log into their online banking, put in all the details. Your director would probably be spending 30 minutes to an hour clicking, yep, 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 um, send a thousand pounds, blah, blah, blah. Um, as you, you guys have probably done as well. Now, what we can do is we can basically sync from, from zero bills or any payroll provider, or you can import that CSV into Cresco. You have all the lines. I then select all the lines. 
put that into what we call a pay, uh, payment run, very similar to what you would do in zero. That payment run would be one link, what we would, one payment link, so one authorization link that I can either start the payment if I have access to the bank account. If I don't, so this can be a payroll staff that does it for, for their director, I can copy that link, send it in an email or send it via WhatsApp or whatever is easiest for the director to pick up. They can click on that. All the payment details will be pre-populated with all the payment for the employees. They click, yep, ready to go. They'll be transferred into their online banking account. Everything pre-populated. Does it look good? Yep, ready to go. That payment is sent straight away. Same again, because we're using fast payment networks. Your staff get paid instantly there and then. The next point is what's quite cool about payroll in this case is we can schedule payments. So I can prep my payroll on the 15th send the link to my director and say, hey, uh, Zoe, here's a link to authorize the payment for our payroll on the 30th. Does this look good? Yep, you authorize it, and then it will just sit in your bank ready to go out on the, 20, on the 30th. So you can check this at any time in, in your account, and you, we also have a messaging system on the dashboard where it will say these are scheduled for the 28th or the 30th, these are waiting to be authorized. These are in payment runs. And then you also have a timeline of those events as well. Um, so in short, yeah. Perfect. I think this is one of these things, you know, sometimes when you're talking around something, you're like, it would be so good to see this on the screen. I think this it's just yeah. obvious. like um, it, we might get quite technical right now. And it might be that we need to run an office hour in our community at some point in the future. So we might yeah. sort that out. Um, we have a short eight minute demo that pulls okay. through zero bills and then afterwards so what i can do is i can share it yeah. afterwards we can maybe put it in the in the comments and then yes let's share that in the show notes for anybody who wants to see a demo that would be amazing um okay so a couple of um questions that maybe won't get so technical so does this work so open banking does it support payments overseas we might have covered this already so if you were trying to make a payment from the us for example to the uk can you do that using open banking and cresco yeah so it's um it's where it gets uh, slightly complicated um, in terms of the payment rails, because every country, as we mentioned before, has their own payment rails. So some take longer, some are really quick. In the UK, it's um, faster the payments. Um, in the UK, they actually have three. They've got CHAPS, ACH, and Fedwire. Um, most used is ACH, which is relatively quick. Now... For open banking, you have to connect to the bank account to be able to initiate payments. In the US, they don't have the equivalent to open banking. So people have to fund um, collection accounts that we can then transfer into. So in short, UK to abroad, really easy. We can do that if you have international suppliers. You can send money to 50 plus currencies, 90 plus countries across the globe in the same payment run as GBP and so on. Receiving money from America is something that we uh, are currently building and hopefully should be available in the next couple of months. Same again is I will send a payment link or a zero invoice to my clients, uh, a QuickBooks invoice. They can click on the payment link and instead of sending them to their bank account, it will show them your collection account in America. So it will have an ACH number, ACH number and account number and we will do the transfer for you. So we'll do the conversion at the 0.25% that it is. So you're saving money even on the conversion. So compared to Stripe, Stripe, I think is 2.9% now for international transfers. Um, 
and that's what we're currently building. So that's what we call account-to-account -account payments. Okay, that's useful. So if you are, um, if you're going to make payments on behalf of your client, I've been the person who yeah. sat there with a big list and all the people yeah. pay and gone into, looked into the bank and made every payment yeah. and then asked the director to authorise it. I know yeah. that. So, um, do, if we were going to offer this as a service to our clients and manage these payments of people, do we need to set up an account with Cresco or does the client need to set up with Cresco to be able to facilitate this? So this is what really is really cool, actually. Um, and this is what we've had a lot of questions about is because in the past, like a lot of accountants and bookkeepers um, don't want to have the liability of having access to the client's bank account. It's expensive. What happens if something goes wrong, then you're the one that does it. So that's why a lot of people, a lot of bookkeepers that we've been having conversation with haven't provided this service before. Now, with, with Cresco, you have a main dashboard, account bookkeeper dashboard where you can add in your clients so new organizations as we call them invite your client in as a member um, and they just need to link their bank account once so the reason that we link the bank account is because each bank processes bulk payments differently so we just need to know if it's a buck account if it's a NatWest account is it like a someone else's account because we we, we split those in different ways and that always happens at the back end, so you don't have to worry about it. But once we know that, the client doesn't have to have access to Cresco at all. You don't have to have access to the bank account at all. You can sync it through payroll, create a payment link, send that payment link, and the client can click on it, and it just goes through straight away. So it just takes out the risk of you authorizing a payment that shouldn't have maybe gone through, and I would say gives the director a way of you looking after all the kind of heavy lifting of the payments side and they also don't have to move money around everything sits in their business account they don't have to fund anywhere else they just sits in their business account okay and i think this answers the next question then so um kirsty's asked you, you don't you, we don't need to have access to clients card details then she's obviously raising about you know payment card industry compliance so you wouldn't want to have access to exactly. their card details so you don't need to do that because of this method no you, all you need to do is is link uh, their bank account so essentially once you invite them as a member it sends them an invitation link saying hey um kirsty's invited you to to join xyz limited and the first page that will get is like connects your bank account a bit like when you're syncing the the zero bank fee exactly the same once they've done that they can just exit and they don't have to see cresco again for the rest of their lives if they don't want to um and you can then just manage their payments but it will not allow you to send one payment out of their bank account like there is no risk unless if you have access to their online banking for you to send a payment that shouldn't go out all the like everything will be authorized by the person who has access to the bank account that's really that's really good and i mean and as well the fact that you're not using these like wallet systems because there's still what it feels like there's less work to do because at the moment i'm thinking how i i look at i have to review payroll and yeah. then send the lump sum to the wallet yeah so I, there's still room for error because sometimes we have it with our clients and we're like someone's not been paid out of payroll and it's because they're yeah. one p out or something yeah. and obviously yeah. the money's not in the wallet so they can't send it yeah um so it's kind of like got rid of another even though they're really great it's a really great option yes. and obviously it depends like we said 
there are pros and cons depending on who you're banking with, what you're doing and everything. And this is why you need to understand it. So it's right for you and your business and your clients' businesses. But I do like the idea of it being an approval, them not having to go into the system at all. They're just approving the link and then it's all sorted. That's really cool. So yeah. a question, another question from Kirsty is about yeah. how many plans to integrate with Go Proposal because at the moment, thinking about how I'm running and it's I'm thinking about that because I set up yeah. Go Proposal with Go Cardless, with Zero, with Center. It's all like dun, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. you know, and it's a really nice system. But obviously then there are downsides that I'm having to wait 12 days to get paid yeah. and all of these things. Yeah, so, Um we would love to. Uh, so we have integrated with Engager app. I don't know if you're, it's fairly new. So it's, it's run by Johan and Andy. Um, it's a fairly similar to, to Go Proposal. It's, it's relatively new. I think it's running off the back of, of Pixie and um, practice management as well. Um, but we've, Essentially, we would love to, to integrate with Go Proposal. We're actually finishing the integration for uh, Accounts Receivable with Sage as we uh, at the moment. This is kind of live um, and in beta mode. So if you have any Sage uh, business cloud users, you can send invoices with the Cresco link out. And then with um, Go Proposal is exactly that. If I create a proposal and send it out to my clients, at the end, it says you're going to be paying £175 a month or £200 a month. Click here to set up the uh, standing order, and then we would just initiate it for you. Now, obviously, the only the, um, annoying thing is, and is what happens if that client is with Starling, or what happens if they're with Metro? They won't be able to initiate the payment, but however, we still show your bank account details so they can then go and set it up behind. So it's up to you as we were saying before, is there's pros and cons to, to everything. We're not 100% because that's just open banking rules, annoyingly. We would love to be as easy and say, yep, 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 yep. But um, that's where there's kind of the educational pieces go around. But um, I think now that we're getting closer to Sage, it would be great to um, get on to go proposal for sure. Amazing. Oh my gosh, we've covered loads today. I feel like we'll probably have another chat for another hour. Um, but we're still out in office hours. So if you're in our success lounge, we can uh, arrange that. And I'm sure Max will be up for answering any questions that you have. Thanks everyone Absolutely. for in, making it super interactive as well. And we will make sure we share in the show notes that demo link. Um, Max, how can people connect with you and find out more about Cresco? Yeah, so it's it's really easy. Either we can go through LinkedIn through the guys on our on our website. There is a contact us page that goes to the whole support team here. We also have an amazing live chat as uh, Lippy was on the, this morning. Just ping that through, and it just goes to the support team. Either Lara, uh, Chloe, or Ben will pick that up, and we'll just book in what's needed. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks everyone for being here. No we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks. Thanks Bye. for having me. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.